This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The annual Seed Share event takes place next Saturday, the 25th of February, at Irish Seed Savers in Scarif. Jim Collins spoke with Seed Bank curator Deirdre Morrissey ahead of the Seed Share. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by the Seed Bank Curator at Irish Seed Savers, Deirdre Morrissey. Deirdre, you're very welcome again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Jim. It's uh, lovely to be here. Deirdre, we're we're talking to you this weekend ahead of uh, a very an important event that you have uh, coming up on uh, on Saturday next weekend. That's correct, Jim. Um, We are hosting our annual community seed exchange um, on Saturday, the 25th of February. Um, And it's, you know, we've we've been running this wonderful community event for many, many years now. And it's it's one of the highlights, really, for us, um, because we get to do what we love, which is um, share um, and exchange um, seeds. And we get to bring communities together to do the same. I know. Um, So... Yeah, it's it's a wonderful, and it's you know it's fantastic at the moment. The birds are starting to to tweet out there. Um, you know the soil is warming up, and people are washing off their their trowels and their their pots. So it's it's a fantastic time to to come together and to celebrate spring and to celebrate um the you know the mystery and the and the beauty of seeds. Okay, I know the last time we chatted, maybe not the last time we chatted, but I remember going, calling out to seed savers in Caparoo. And um, and talking to yourself and interviewing you uh, about the, the seed bank and you went into to great detail and it certainly I think it opened my eyes anyway that uh, it's it's you know it's a very extensive collection and uh, it's very important work that you do and I've, I mean you have you have contacts with with all sorts of seed banks uh, around the world as well. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I suppose, you know, we're, we're nestled out here in, in the beautiful um, East Clare countryside. And I suppose people might think that, you know, we're a small little organization doing doing important work, which which is absolutely the case. But we're also very much involved at policy um, level in Europe, um, you know, ensuring that people can save their own seeds because there's lots of movements out there to trying to monopolize seeds and um, we want to make sure that you know our our food heritage here in Ireland which is extensive um, you know is available to people and that people can grow their own food save their own seeds um, and share and you know and also it's like really important from um, you know a food security perspective that you know people can save their own seeds, grow their own food and and not be, you know, dependent too much on, on others. And even for people who, you know, may not have land, um, that they're aware of these issues um, and can support the conservation work that we do. Um, you know, so as I said, not only in Europe, but we've presented at um, international conferences in the United States. Um, and we're very much, you know, from from the local to the global. So, um, yes. yeah, and this event is very much about the local, about the community. Um, anyone in, in around, or in, people travel actually from from Dublin, from Galway, from Cork, um, and from you know very locally as well. So it's it's mm. a fantastic opportunity, as I said, to um, to share, to come and see what we do, um, to walk around our beautiful um, organic seed gardens, our heritage orchards, and the native woodlands as well, of course. And uh, uh, we. 
we'll also have a, a wonderful activity for children. Um, they can make make their own paper pot, fill it with compost and plant a pea and take it home to watch it grow. So um, something for everyone. We'll have our cafe open as well, Jim, um, from yes. 12 to 4 p.m. You're making it sound very attractive, dear Trap. Oh, I'm telling you, it'll be a great day out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our wonderful friends at the East Clare Community Co-op, are, the Garden Cafe, they're, they're, they're coming on site and they're going to uh, be doing all the, all the delicious food. So, okay. um, yeah, so no one, excuse to not to come. <laughs> one of the things at the heart of the of the event, as you describe it, the word exchange. So yeah. you you would have people coming to this event. Let's say people who have a, a strong interest in in what you've just been talking about in our seed heritage, and who would be active in the sense of maybe growing some of their own produce, saving seeds and coming in and um, sharing that with yourselves and others. That's absolutely right, Jim. Um, And the thing is that, you know, there's an awful lot of people, especially out here in East Clare, growing food um, for themselves and selling box schemes and things like that. Um, And they're all very welcome. It's it's kind of a natural progression once you've grown your own food um, and you've then let it run to seed, maybe in seeing that, you know, the abundance of seed that is produced, um, that, you know, you just want to share that because you can't even keep all the, the seeds that, that is produced from from crops. So nature is so, so abundant. Um, and, but it's not only for people who are growing food and, and saving seeds. It's for anybody with any bit of an interest in gardening or even just a curiosity about well, what do they do over there um, at Seed Savers. And, you know, as I said, lots of things to see and do here, lots of staff to chat to and discuss. And, and we're very open and I think friendly and hopefully um, people will... You know, we'll get a lot out of the day. And I suppose, you know, it's really in in recent times, you know, people have really had that added bonus of improved mental health from being outside, working with the soil and connecting with nature. And obviously, you know, the last few years has really, you know, I think reconnected us to to source, you know, to, to our food and our soil and getting out in the fresh air. And that's what it's all about. It's an annual community seed exchange. We host it, but we want you know, all at all and sundry to, to, to come and, and, and enjoy our space and to um, and to share. And if you don't have any seeds, don't worry about it. Come along. You can still take some seeds um, and maybe next year you might grow or save some of your own from, yes. from seeds. So, you know, if, so um, yeah, if somebody, yeah. let's say they, they want, to, they're going to grow Brussels sprouts this year, um, mm-hmm. they could go, just to take an example, they could go along uh, and maybe chat to somebody who would have Brussels sprout seeds and would know that, yeah, these grow very well in these conditions. They have done so for me. And uh, you can, you know, they, they'll change hands in that respect. Absolutely. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's sharing of knowledge. It's sharing of, you know, it's just that connection with people, connection to the soil and connection to, to our plants and to know that they come from seeds. And it's so important, you know, seeds are, to me, they're they're just miraculous because, you know, they're this tiny little, um, you know, a living organism. You know, you look at a seed and you don't, you think it's kind of just you know, this is a round thing, but it holds everything for life. Yes. It holds all the potential for future and for, for life. And um, and it's just amazing, you know, when you see a seed um, popping up out of the soil. And we see that now, even the crocuses and the snowdrops. And it just, yes. it's a real image of hope as well and um, hope and, and excitement and, and for yes. the future. You but know? I think even, even more than that, dear, dear 
you know, our, our, literally our future depends on it because if we don't have seed, we don't have anything to eat. And, uh, it, you know, that would be put us in a serious predicament. And I suppose at the moment, you know, when there's all the, the uncertainty about climate change and even the uncertainty with, with war happening in Europe at the moment, uh, it's it's more and more important. It underlines the importance of uh of saving seed and you know sa- conserving seed as well. Absolutely, that's and that's why we do what we do. You know, we are a conservation environmental organisation. Um, you know, ensuring that that these varieties and and promoting our biodiversity and making sure that they don't get lost and that we can build a more resilient food system and especially as you say in the state of the world at the moment and you know it's not that long ago it's me about 10 years ago that I started growing seed myself uh, or growing food Um, and I started off you know with just rocket seed you know wild rocket because I loved it I loved that in a salad um, in a a planter box I didn't have a big garden and I have a wonderful friend down in Cork and she, she grows in a very very urban area in little boxes and planters so you could even have four or five lettuce in a in a in a box you know at home even if you don't have a huge amount of of land to grow you know a variety of crops so it's there really is something for everyone and um you know we're we're very excited to 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 welcome anybody that'd like to come along and we we are asking people just to purchase their tickets in advance online um, on the eventbrite.ie website. Now, if you are a paid-up supporter of Irish Seed Savers, then um, it's free and children are free in. Um, but for non-supporters, the tickets are €6, Euro, and that goes to our very important conservation work, the work that we do. So um, hopefully it'll be a, a €6 Euro well spent. Yes, and and of course, I I would imagine an ideal place to bring younger members of the family and introduce them to the whole concept of you know, what the importance of growing seeds and, of course, as you said yourself, seed sharing. That's right. And I think especially for children, they don't have to be, you know, listening to all the the, the talk and what we're talking about. They run around, they engage with nature, you know, they they roll around in the grass, they they see, you know, the plants. And I think that's, that's so important, just the... Being here, being involved, and seeing seeing the adults in their lives, you know, sharing, um, talking about the importance of nature, um, and I think that goes a long way with children. And as I say, we will have a little activity as well where they can get their hands dirty and and get involved and take home something um, to watch, hopefully for the future. Lovely. So the the uh, community seed exchange takes place at Irish Seed Savers in Caparoo between Fecal and Scariff. On next Saturday, the 25th of February, what time, Deirdre? It's from 12 to 4. So we'll open the gates at 12 and and um, finish up around 4. Hopefully we'll have a bit of music as well. And um, We have a lot of trad musicians um, in our midst. So a bit of music, some food, um, some, some good conversation. Um, and then we, we will do the actual seed share part or the seed exchange um, in two slots just to facilitate ease of numbers and make sure everybody takes something home. So between 12 and 2 and then between 2 and 4. So, But the whole event is from 12 to 4 p.m., um, as you say, on next Saturday week, 20, 25th of February. Lovely. Listen, that's great. And we wish you the best of luck. Hopefully it'll be a reasonably good day weather-wise uh, and the the people will flock to Seed Savers on that day. Dear Morrissey, 
Seed Bank Curator of Irish Seed Service. Many thanks for joining us on Scarif Bay Community Radio and best of luck with the event. Thanks so much, Jim. Thank you. East Clare was saddened last weekend to learn that local historian, folklorist, poet and raconteur Michael O'Gorman had passed away. Michael has appeared many times on Scarif Bay Community Radio. In December 2020, he was on Saturday Chronicle with John S. and Jim. First, he told listeners about St. Stephen's connection with the Wren. Well, I, I, the story I got, I got from my grandmother, and it seems that uh, St. Stephen being the first master, uh, he may not have been master at all only for the Wren, because he had a good head start on the people who wanted to kill him. Uh, they didn't uh, take very kindly to his efforts at Christianizing them. So he, he, got, he started running and he climbed this tree because he had a good head start and it was a fine bushy tree. And the people who were chasing him passed out the tree, but of course there was a few stragglers. And <laughs> there was a wren in the tree and yet it had a nest. And he took serious objection to St. Stephen being in the tree. And he started making an awful lot of chattering noises. And of course, you know the way people will look up and hear something like that, like that. And he didn't just see Stephen hiding above. <laughs> so they brought him down <laughs> and they killed him. And since from that time on, everybody wanted to kill the wren. Mm. The very, very unpopular board altogether, very secretive and very hard to see. Very tiny little bird, but makes an awful nice. Yes. So that is why when people went out hunting the wren, you just had to have a wren dead or alive on the holly bush that you were carrying. And you used to have one? You oh, yeah. Had the we, yeah, we, we, we had one. On, on, twice that we ever had one. Yeah. We didn't open the wren loads of times without one, but twice we actually had one. Yeah. And you have a you have a, you have a, you have a poem, a little ditty about. Yeah, there is there is a little poem here yeah. about it. It's quite traditional. Yeah. Um, I I heard Christy Mac at it on, on a day we were up in the run, and we met up with Kieran McMahona and his his Kyoto uh, Tira network. You know, on yeah. Radio well, uh, he had a mobile recording unit. Like Jim and Christy, <laughs> Christy said as well. Uh, I you know. It's uh, the wren, the wren, the king of all birds, St. Stephen's Day, he got caught in the forest, and all he is little, his honour is great. Rise up, me lads, and give us a trace. We follow the wren three miles or more, three miles or more, three miles or more, to hedges and ditches and fields of snow, at six o'clock in the morning. Rolly, rolly, where is your nest? It's in the bush that I love best. It's in the bush, the holly tree, where all the boys to follow me. As I went out on a Stephen's morn, I saw wren upon the wall. Up with me wattle and gave him a fall, and I brought him here to show you all. Now I have a little box under my arm, a penny, a tuppence, my load and a harem, for we have paid the way to bury the wren on St. Stephen's Day. And you could say then, up with a kittle and over the pen, give me a penny to bury the wren. Then he told listeners where Little Canada is located in East Clare and how it got its name. Well, the first I heard of it anyway was that I was told at Christy Max one evening and um, actually he was teaching me a few tunes on the accordion and somebody came looking for cattle that had gone astray and he had seen them be turned into this particular place, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, there was some uh, decent citizen like that knew they shouldn't have been on the road. And he said, oh, I know her there. He said, they're across the road in Lower Canada. <laughs> oh, God, thank you very much. <laughs> and you may know straight away 
where Law Canada was. Like, he's no problem at all. With it. But, uh, I just, where's Law Canada, you know? And uh, anyhow, it seemed that in the fullness of time, uh, I found that uh, during the famine, when Fiegel, well, 39,000 acres of it anyway, of, of the parish of Fiegel, was owned by Colonel Wyndham. And uh, he was an absentee, but he had expended an awful lot of money on helping the, the farmers during the famine. And what he could do no more, he offered them £10 quit money, quit to, money. for peaceful possession oh, yeah. of their farms. Yeah. And then he'd been moved to Lower Canada, but he had extensive estates. This is and actually in Canada. He gave him a job, or he gave him a farm. This that was real old Canada. Really in, in Canada. Real, real old Canada. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyhow, <laughs> a certain number of them took the, the ten pound quit money, but they didn't go. They came into Scarif because they wanted to be near the workhouse and that. So they settled down in that lower place down there. You know, it's below the road when you're going down there towards the hill towards the cattle map and there on the right hand side there's a huge drop down there and uh, where the road had been built up you know as a gradient and uh, they built little houses for themselves down there and they were there up to the early 50s really a few of them yeah. and uh, they just cleared yeah. the rocks out of it but the county council took it over because they wanted to put uh, sewage pipes through it so it looks a lot different now than what it used to you know but uh, anyhow, when those people settled down there, the local humour being what it was, you know, the last of the crowd down in North Canada, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So it was always, from that time on, this would be about, it would be about 1849 or thereabouts yeah. now, you know. Yeah. So they, they did end up in North Canada, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. And, 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 and you know, it's a good something. story, isn't it? A great story. Yeah. Yeah. I was, God bless tomorrow, Melody. I was, I was inside there one day, I was having a pint, and who came in on it, Jerry Hassett? And he says, I, he had, he had, um, he had cattle in, in, in Vincent Borden's field, and, and they got house, and, and uh, wherever he was after bringing it from, they were fairly wild, you know, and they yeah. were trying to stay in it. And uh, they got out onto the road, and um, someone had been in earlier, and told Mara that he had do- turned him in there. I said, Mara, that belonged to Canada. Oh, <laughs> no problem at all. There was twice, though, two totally different yeah. people, and I suppose there was years between them. Yeah. You know, and just two events, and both of them accepted Lord Canada just like that. Like they they know exactly where yeah. it was. That was the late Michael O'Gorman. May his soul rest in peace. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.